You can forget a lot of things, Foster Care Nation, but never forget this. You're listening to Unparalleled Studios. 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 I see now. All right, Foster Care Nation, we have a new project out that we want you guys to be aware of. We are throwing together some merchandise because there is just not enough cool stuff around foster care out there that support families that are in foster care, support the kids who've been through it, and to support just the idea of let's get this people this awareness out there to normalize it so more and more people are willing to join us on our mission. So if you have some time, you want to go to tpublic.com. That's tee slash user slash foster care nation. And there'll be a link in the show notes so you guys can find that. We have some cool t-shirt designs over there. Um, what all did we come up with? Do you remember? Uh, we got t-shirts. We got onesies. We've got coffee cups, phone cases, notebooks, just a variety of merch. Yeah, about a bazillion things that was on there. And, and it's all original artwork. Some of it's um, – there's one hoodie who – don't tell Amanda, guys. I have not yet told her I have a hoodie on the way already. I bought my own hoodie because I thought it was cool. <laughs> And it has a picture of my little dude on it, and I think that's awesome. But um, you can go over there, take a look at it, hit the button, check it out. We get a little bit of money for each, everything that somebody manages to purchase. So if the holidays coming up, leaves you looking for something to get from one of your family members. Um, if you happen to be listening to this and your wife is sitting beside you and you're in the car and she's eyeballing you all of a sudden, just know there's some stuff in there that, that you know, it might just interest her a little bit. Might be some of that stuff that talks about foster care, the things that she may or may not be passionate about. So, guys, this is a place to uh, step up and maybe get that unique gift that will, I promise you, go over way better than that new vacuum cleaner you were thinking about buying. Yeah, don't get the vacuum cleaner. Get the onesie. It's really cute. Get the vacuum cleaner. Just tell her (laughs) it's for you. And get the onesie, too, if you got a baby. I don't have a onesie that'll fit you, though. I'm I'm pretty certain about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, um, we're going to jump back to the show here. You all have a wonderful holiday and uh, happy Thanksgiving, and we're looking forward to a good Christmas and New Year's. And uh, thanks for listening. Foster Care Nation, listen up. This is Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey. Strength. For the powerless, courage for the fearful, hope and healing for wounded hearts. Hello, and welcome back to Foster Care An Unparalleled Journey with Jason and Amanda. And today's guest is a super special guest who we haven't um, we haven't ever interviewed anybody quite like this before. Today's guest is um. You're saying I'm a turkey. It's a turkey. I think you're the turkey. Um. Why? Because I don't want to be a turkey. Oh. <laughs> well, we're just going to let the want tos go away I because can't gobble hobble like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you are downloading and listening to this as it comes out, you're going to hear it on what the two days before Thanksgiving 2021. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about um, not just Thanksgiving, but but more so the gratitude of this whole journey. Amanda and I have been through a lot. Would you would you agree with that statement? 
I'd say maybe a little bit. Not yeah. all of it was <laughs> joyous, right? A lot of it wasn't joyous. And, I mean, some of it was. Some, but we've had some hard times. I mean, just let's take Carl's story. I mean, that was almost a year full of just pure joy. That kid was, if you wanted to package up joy and put it put it in one little bitty package, it would look like Carl did, right? Oh, yeah. He was a cute little guy. Except for that ending part. The ending was hard. It was a hard time for our family. The ending was super hard. I remember when, when we took Carl, to st- when he was finally moving to stay with his family member, and we met them at a restaurant where we had joined joined them many, many times for visits. And our then, oh, how long ago was that? Eight oh, years? Something like that, yeah. Ten years? Ten years ago, I think it was. So that would have made Austin about ten years old. Yeah. And so my, my 10-year-old son was just so upset, he ended up making himself sick in the parking lot. He was just, he was crying so hard. And uh, how long was it before we got a smile in the house? Do you remember? It was a long time. We went home that day, and we were really, really defeated as a family. We were broken. We just, I mean, Carl had stayed with us from almost his first day of life up until he was almost a year old. And when you raise an infant... To that spot, you get really connected. I mean, I did. I don't know about you, but I did. Attached is the word. Attached? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely part of our family, and there was no denying it. And to see him leave was super hard for every one of us. You know, not just me and Amanda as the, as the parents who provide care and support and all the responsible stuff and do all that, but just for the other kids in our houses, you know, siblings. Oh, yeah, because our, our kids take their roles pretty seriously. You know, they're, they're brothers and they're sisters and it's family. And that was really friggin' hard for them and for us and for the family to the point where I couldn't buy a smile for any amount of money in my house. And one day I looked at Amanda and said, um, I think we need to get out of town. We did. That that very weekend, we left. We we picked up and we we left the house with the kids. Yeah, we, we live at west of St. Louis out here a ways, and we just decided that Memphis looked like a close enough trip we could do that, and we had a couple dollars in the bank. We could afford a, a hotel that didn't have too many roaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I've picked a few winter hotels over the years, but this one's actually pretty decent, and we stayed down in Memphis. It's about yeah. a five-hour drive, if I remember, five, five-and-a-half-hour drive for Something us. Something like that, but we just we had to get away because there were all these reminders in the house. Yeah, because the family was great family, you know, but they didn't want a whole lot of reminders from us. And we were reminders for them. So yeah, we, we came home to a house full of baby toys and reminders of, of a sweet little boy that was no longer there. So it's hard. I, I gotta ask, Amanda. I know you don't like these kind of questions, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you anyways. I have you on a microphone so I can make you do it. Now, what do you think you have when you look back? Across the story of baby Carl, that whole experience, what did you gain out of that? What did you learn? What, what what did you, will you take away from, from that experience and how has it changed you forever? See, now this is the part where I'm supposed to say, Jason, that's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I know you like to hear that. Um, But I, I would say that, you know, we took away the experience of love, you know, and comfort and peace. And we learned how to work with another family for the better good of another child. 
you know, we took a bunch of different pieces of the puzzle and we put them together so that we could make a family, you know, and there are all kinds of different things that, that went on with Carl's case and none of it really had to do with abuse or bad things, but sometimes things happen that we can't control. You know, he was going to a family member that had wanted him, had wanted him from the beginning, but there were some issues with the house because we had had a terrible storm come through St. Louis and her house was ruined. And she was trying to get her house built back together and and she got swindled out of the money for that. And so it took longer than anticipated for her to get this little boy. And I think what we really learned from it was working, working together for the greater good of a child. Yeah, <laughs> that, that we did for sure. We, we had to learn how to, how to work together with a, another family, with another kid, with another bio family, because man, some of those bio families can be kind of upset with you just because you happen to be in the position we're in almost as if they think you're trying to steal their baby. That's your, your whole goal. Now I'm not even going to lie. If Carl's story had been different, and we had been offered the the opportunity to bring him into our life. I know what that answer would be. Do I need to ask that question? No, we we joked with each other. You know, we we had a, a joke. You know, we when things looked like baby Carl was was really moving on, we we were going to Rome, Georgia. You know that that was the joke of the family. We, you know, we were going to take this baby and we were going to go. Yeah, you want to know the biggest part of that joke <laughs> is that was only kind of a joke because. We were all so deeply connected. It was really hard to, to even entertain the idea that this kid's going to leave us. But he did, and we survived. And for me, out of that experience, I learned that, man, life is hard sometimes, and this whole foster care journey is hard sometimes because you're, you're dealing with people with all the kinds of issues that they have, that the system has. And you go through all these hard moments, and at the end of the day, all the pain, all the struggles, all the, the hard stuff, all the, the leaving and the saying goodbye, regardless of how hard it is, it's always worth it. Oh, absolutely. You, you get attached and you're supposed to. You know, in this journey, you're supposed to give your heart and your soul because that's what these kids need. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be in the game. Yeah, so many people I've heard say, I could never let them go. And I'm like, that's why you're supposed to do it, for crying out loud. <laughs> Absolutely. If you could let them go easily, probably it's not the place for you. But that's that's one of those stories that, that, that Carl's story was just such a positive story for us all along. But even in the negatives, even in the hard stuff, we managed to find some some positive reinforcement out of it, some something good, something to be grateful for. You know, even though he left us, and by the way, I say this every time, I haven't said it yet, so I'll say it, Carl was not his real name. We we were observing privacy rules and all that good stuff. Oh, That's yeah. just what we refer to Carl as. So it goes back to a story where a kid came up with a nickname that made zero sense and it stuck. So, I mean. But all of our kids have weird nicknames. Amen. You know, we got a turtle, a twitchy. Yep. There's even a magpie flying around somewhere in this room. Actually, no. The next room over. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I yeah. should not show that I'm so lost for what's going on in this moment. But, but that's why we do this. You know, we do this to make the world a better place, to make it a little more beautiful. You know, Carl will probably never, ever remember us. He was a baby. 
Yeah. He was one years old. He will have no memory of us, our home, or the love that we poured into him. But what he will have is pathways in his brain that show him attachment and love and caring and guidance and all of those things that children need. Absolutely. Because we talk about how some of that trauma affects kids so negatively and how, how the trauma can cause actual brain damage and it disrupts attachment and, and things like attachment disorders show up and all kinds of problems that show up. And what he has is a lack of that, hopefully. I really hope so. You know, that's that's why we do what we do is is to make it a little bit better for these kids. And in the process, it makes us better, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to stay on here real long today, guys, because Thanksgiving's coming up. I know you guys are busy. You may or may not have plenty of time to listen to podcasts, but I'm pretty certain somebody, somebody's listening to this, putting their turkey in the oven and and getting the the cranberry sauce together. Mm -hmm, I want my pumpkin pie. Yeah. I don't know why you'd have cranberry (laughs) sauce. That stuff is nasty, but to be fair, so is pumpkin pie. It's, it's the, uh, the lesser of the Thanksgiving goodness. I'm just going to say. I disagree. That's, you're okay to be wrong. The The best one is actually sweet potato pie, but, you know, mm. it's hard being wrong, isn't it, Amanda? It is very hard for you to admit when you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the real thing to take away from this is as Thanksgiving's coming up, and we're talking about gratitude, being thankful, even in the hard times, the big key is the, the to feed, yeah, I'm going to learn the English language soon. But the big key is to figure out how to how to reframe the situations that are so difficult, have so many hard points in them, into something where it actually has a positive. And even in some of the harder things we've been through, I think every one of them, I've been able to find some point of light, some positivity that's come out of it. I have learned something. I am a better dad because of some of the hard things I've been through. And if I hadn't been through hard things, I would not be near the, the dad that I am today. I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Can you imagine if we had not been through all these kids' stories and hadn't had so much difficulty imprinted in our hearts? Do you think I'd be the man that I am today? You knew me 15 years ago before we ever started this. (laughs) I did, and you're definitely not that man. Uh, He was skinnier. (laughs) Well, you were fresh out of the army. Um, You had that army mentality, do or die, you know, my way or the highway. Maybe. uh, you know, over the years, there's been plenty of kids that have softened that heart. They have done that, haven't they? They have for the betterment. So I just want to encourage everybody. You're going to have bad days. Bad stuff is coming. You know, it's coming. I'm sorry it is. It is. None of us get out of this world unscathed. We do not. But uh, I preach this lesson to to a lot of guys that I talk to. You're not going to get out of this world unscathed. You are going to have pain. You are going to have hard stuff. And this time of year, as much as people like to talk about the holidays and this wonderful family gathering, this Borden June Cleaver sort of mentality, a lot of us don't have that. Oh, that's for sure. And you're, you have to realize that. And so many people who don't have that have a hard time this time of year. This is, this is the time of year where suicides spike and people go through things. And I need to encourage everybody to look at this stuff that you're going through and realize, just realize this pain is going to teach you a lesson. And down the road, after you've learned this lesson, you need to share it with everyone around you. You need to share that lesson that you've learned through your pain and help others get through it as well. 
I think that's the whole point of the pain. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just making that up. Maybe there's no point to any of it. But if you don't use that that pain as a lesson that you can share with others, what was the point of enduring it? I've seen lives changed by people who share their pain. Pain makes change. And change can be a good thing, especially if you're doing things from your heart. You know, change and pain, they go they go together. And our pain has really shaped our journey. It's made us who we are. You know, my pain as a child is what led us to foster care. Without that pain, I wouldn't be the mother that I am today. And how hard is it to say that that pain is something that you can be thankful for? Yeah, it sounds really, really ate up, right? I, I'm, I'm thankful for my crappy childhood. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but you can always be thankful for what came out of it. Absolutely. It taught me to be the mother that I am today and the mother that I want to be, the mother that I didn't want to be either. You know, it showed me a path. And we all have a path. It's just a matter of if you decide to walk it or not. I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> I think you hit it right on the head. Now you're supposed to gobble because you're my turkey. Um, Gobble, gobble, gobble? Uh, you can do better. I'll try later. All right. Okay, Foster Care Nation, be sure to come back next week. We have new episodes every Tuesday. If you would like to share your story as a guest, you can reach us at jason at fostercarenation.com. You can connect with other like-minded people on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash fostercareuj. Don't forget, we have a Patreon where you can support our mission for as little as $5 a month. It's at patreon.com slash fostercarenation. The links to everything are in the show notes on your podcast player or at fostercarenation.com. And as always... You are so super awesome. I thank you guys so cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Unparalleled Studios. Studios.